Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on 1629 SEN Hobart. Jack and Payne with Jack Revolt and Tim Payne. Welcome to another big hour of Jack and Payne with myself, Jack Revolt, and of course, Australian cricket captain Tim Payne. Thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate specialist, David Flash Lithgow, to join us later this hour to help us out. Previewing this week's weekend AFL finals up there at York Park and to tell us about everything else happening in Tasmanian sport. But right now we are joined by, well, Tasmanian footballing royalty uh, and more importantly, Tim Payne's uncle, Robert Shaw. Shawry, how are you, mate? Hello, Jack. Hello, Timothy. How are you? Uh, mate, it's a, a big week. We, we when, when we found out that Essendon were going to be playing in Tasmania, we searched far and wide for someone who had a little bit of Essendon about him, and you certainly do have that, mate. Do, you, how excited are you that Essendon are going to be playing a final in Tasmania? Mate, I'm just happy Essendon's won a few games, I tell you. <laughs> um, but um, <clears throat> they're, um, look, you're close, you're actually closer than I am, Jack, and um, look, the Bulldogs' form is uh, in their selection, and they've got to decide a ruckman, and they've lost. Uh, Bruce from full forward and Alex Keyes only just come back. And um, I think we've got a really settled side. And as Sheed said, we've got a few no-names. But as you know, they're wonderful role players. And um, Essendon are fit. They're in form and they're balanced. And um, they're playing with belief. And I reckon if they don't get spooked by the occasion, I, I think they can win the game. Yeah, can't hard to disagree there, Rob. Obviously, I'm a, a Bombers fan as well, so I'll be going along yep. with that. But what what's your reaction to to Tasmania hosting, you know, two finals, two AFL finals this weekend? It's a huge opportunity for Tasmanian football fans to get out and see high level football and show what it might be like as well. If we can get this 19th license, well, down the track. It's, it, yeah, look, it's fantastic. Like it's only ten thousand crowd. I think um, if both games were maxed out at twenty twenty five, I've got no doubt that uh, we would continue to fill these grounds. We saw um, Essendon and Hawthorne. I'm not just saying it about Hawthorne. I'd love yep. the Tigers to get down there with their, um, with their historical connection to Tasmania. is amazing. And um, I think if we're looking 10 years down the track, five years down the track, and uh, it's Tasmania versus, um, Tasmania versus Richmond, Tasmania versus Collingwood, right now we haven't got a stadium, as you know, to... Um, to hold the people that will go to those games. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad the ground, the games at York Park, I think it's the best ground um, and the biggest ground for this particular um, 
event back to back. I do understand the logistics of uh, broadcasting and, and, and moving both teams during a COVID team uh, between Hobart and um, and Launceston. And I think uh, back to back at York Park, I think it's uh, a fantastic move. Sure, you played 51 games for the Mighty Bombers um, through through seven years there. What was your time like um, playing there and, and going going across the or across Bass Strait to, to get there? Was it something that you always wanted to do? Because local footy was very strong back then. Um, and was it a big decision to move to the mainland? No, it was the same decision as you. We didn't have the opportunity. I was 17. I was um, at Elizabeth Matric, and I was approached by Essendon. Um, Mum and Dad were really supportive, like like um, like Chris and Leslie are for you, Jack. And um, so I just went, and um, it was difficult. I got injured from day one, and um, you know I managed to hang in for well, I think it was nearly nine senior years, and um, a couple of years in the in the under 19s in the reserves. So. Um, it was a one. It was just a great opportunity that you know we all aspired to. So um, you take that opportunity. Uh, the seventies for Essendon, we played in three finals. We weren't a successful team, but I was also there at the um, at the transition into to Kevin Sheedy, which was um, um, which was fantastic. And history shows what a great decision that was. Yeah, Rob, from your, your playing career into your coaching career just quickly, what's the highlights got to be that um, state of origin win against Victoria in, I think, 1991? 1990, yeah. 1990, close. North Hobart. Um, yeah, it was... Yeah, we, we had Can three... you remember how many people went to that? At the North... Uh, yeah, there was over 18,000 at the yeah. Tasmania-Victoria game. And then... Oh, look, it's an interesting story because we beat Victoria. We lost by a couple of goals in 90. And then um, then for some reason, they moved us off North Hobart across to Bell Reef. Yeah. Um, even before the full development of Bell Reef, I, I can't remember why they did that. And um, we got beaten by a very strong combined Queensland Northern Territory side, which included Nathan Buckley and Michael Long and these sort of blokes. Yeah. And... Um, the next year, we disappeared. That was it. We merged yeah. into, I think, Jack, have you played with the Allies? I uh, played with the Allies in my uh, last year before I got drafted. Yeah, played uh, one or two games. So that was the Queensland um, ACT yeah. Sydney team. Yes. <clears throat> I've never been able to follow exactly what happened, but one year we had our own state of origin team with our own traditional jumper playing at North Hobart or Belle Reve playing in Victoria. And um, the next... The next minute we're gone. We got a letter and say, oh, Tasmania's merged into the Allies. And um, we became part of New South Wales, Queensland and Northern Territory. And honestly believe from that moment, our opportunities to get in a national competition were cut off at the pass. Now, I'm not going to say it was um, orchestrated, but certainly the push then very strongly was to go into the... Uh, the northern markets, as you know, and the and um, at the expense of our own team coming into the competition, which we've been trying now for 30 years. You're somewhat of a, a father figure, Robert, in terms of Tasmanian football um, and the impact that you've had on Tasmanian football. I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit about 
um, the Facebook group you started last year and um, people yep. involved in Tasmanian football, which I think you started just through COVID to get people and keep people connected. Have, how much passion have you seen on there for the for the team to, for the state to actually get its own team, and, and even the flow on from recently the the Carter report coming out on that Facebook group. Hmm. Um, it's an interesting group because <clears throat> um, it's an older group. Uh, Jack, I know you're in it, and uh, Nick, you know Nick and Tim, they're in it. But um, it's more a you, you're quite right. Sorry to jump around. It was purely and simply welfare. I just got up one day and I started to, and I'm no martyr, I'm no hero. I just started to worry about people, and because uh, we hadn't witnessed what COVID was, and um, and then we found out there were people that were really um, suffering. They were lonely. They were even ill. And then it was basically I started off with my own mates that I went to school with or played with Clarence with or Sandy Bar and I, we got together with 50 blokes and um, just to look after each other. And that was the theme. It's not a political. If people want to be political, they don't last long. Uh, we've got no agenda. We support um, Tasmanian football. We support the clubs, but above all, we, we support individuals by reliving um, the past history. And what's happened, Jack, some of the stuff that we have located and found and been promised, we're now in discussions with the state government, Peter Goodwin, to um, somehow um, start up a, a Hall of Fame museum, a, a Tasmanian football museum, because some of the stuff we've been promised and pledged from families, can you look after my trophy? Can you look after my dad's Premiership uh, jumper. Um, can you look after? We got in our possession. We got the jumper from um, 1908 when it was first. Um, the colours were first designed, and the and the map was first put on the the jumper. And we've got that original jumper in our possessions. Now those sort of things are priceless, and um, we want to put them somewhere for the people of Tasmania. We don't care whether we put it at Scottsdale, Smithton, Waratah, Southport. Or um, or Spring Beach out of Macquarie Liverpool. Point. Yeah, well, Tim, Tim and I are thinking exactly the same thing here. We're we're on the bandwagon to push for a new stadium, Robert, at Macquarie Point in there, right yeah. into the city. I'm thinking you could nearly, you just pick how big you want the room. You may, we'll we'll organise well, it. Well, we want the top floor. All we right, you're, the top floor. You're on the top floor there. I'm thinking a Tasmanian um, Tasmanian football. Uh, oh, well, I suppose it's a uh, museum. Um, in yeah. the top floor of, yeah. of, of Mac Point um, Stadium would be absolutely fantastic. It's amazing some of the stuff that has come up on your Facebook group. Facebook group. Oh, no, and the, the, the scrapbooks like <clears throat> um, Tim's grandmother has, um, my mum has um, my dad's and her scrapbooks from 1947 to 1955, a full history of the TFL from in that, that decade. Every game. Every cutting, um, it's it's extraordinary, isn't it, Tim? It's yeah, she hasn't missed much, I'm sure. That's to, that's to go with every game of junior football, junior cricket, athletics oh, yeah. meet on in southern Tasmania in the last 37 years as well. So she has not missed a beat, I'm sure. I suppose it proves the point, though, that the the, the, the case, while whilst it is a business case, the Carter Report, the fact yep. that the, the one thing that we have got on our side is we have got the history of AFL. We've got the map from 1908. We've got all these amazing players that have played 
uh, for Tasmania and then go on to play at VFL, um, SANFL, Waffle level and played at the highest level. And you've only got to look at the uh, AFL uh, team of the century and there is Tasmanians littered through that team. And that mm. just proves off the back of a strong business report that history-wise... We should be up in the big leagues. Back to the, the game on um, the, the game this weekend. Hey, just a quick one, Jack. Yep. Just a quick one. From your experience at Richmond, and uh, this is not a, a pot at the Tigers anyway, because you've seen both extremes of the Richmond Football Club. What Tasmania have got that other teams, clubs, uh, areas search for, we, we've already got a history, a culture, and a tradition already. We don't have to search for a DNA. It's already there. We don't have to search for it. And you're absolutely right. While we have to pay attention to the business case, right, football is about people. And, and, and people drive success through culture and history and, and, and identifying. And, you know, there's no better case, I think, than, than your club, you know. And, and fortunately... Tim and I's clubs got it back. It, it disappeared at the SM Football Club. It just totally disappeared. And this is the first year in quite a while that I've actually looked at my club and said, hey, that looks like Essendon. Anyway, well, that's me. It's been 6,200 <laughs> days since Essendon has won a final. Um, and they'll play, well, they play obviously on Sunday. Yep. With the, do you think it's in the back of their mind the fact that they haven't played? in a winning game in finals for, for such a long time? No, no. This is this is an interesting group. Um, it's driven by the younger group. It's driven by McGrath, Parrish, Langford. Um, who else have we got? Merritt. Um, they're, they're driving the transition from Worsfold's time to Rutten's time. They've taken ownership of it. <clears throat> they, um, and nothing against the two boys, but these boys have grown up in Essendon and um, they got drafted by Essendon, came to Essendon, so they're owning Essendon. They won't have any clue about that apart from what uh, questions are asked in the paper and um, they're, they're going to make their own history and um, I'm, I'm really confident, knowing those boys reasonably well, well particularly Andy McGrath, um, I'm I'm very confident they can um, they can put a, a little bit of a hole in this final series. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. We're, we're jumping back and forth a little bit from the finals and the Carter no. report, but we'll go back to you know, yep. speak so passionately about Tasmanian football. Obviously, with the report being released and now a, finally a decision being made on, on well, a decision and a timeline. Someone who's you know spoken so vocally about it for such a long time must be thrilled. Um, that, that we're finally starting to take some steps forward and looks like, you know, having an AFL team in Tasmania is becoming a reality? It's closer to a reality, but we've got to proceed with caution. You've, um, yep. um, you know, it goes to the 12, uh, the, um, sorry, the 18 club presidents. I don't know why the commission who are elected to, um, to run the game don't... Because still, even though... Um, there's amazing people with integrity as club presidents. Um, it, there's going to be self-interest here. There has got to be self-interest, and and um, like him or hate him, he has put his hand up. Tony Cochran at Gold Coast, 
and that's about self-interest. That's protecting his brand and um, and his finances. We, I think we do have to take a deep breath. I do acknowledge COVID. Um, Jack would know that the people that of Richmond have had to let go, great staff people. Um, Rich, um, Essendon had to cut 40% of their staff. It's put a big hole in in clubs and it's put a big hole in people. So we do have to acknowledge and But as you said, Tim, we only want a timeline. Like we, we need that five, six, seven years to build, to upgrade. Goodwin's going to yep. upgrade York Park to first class at another level. And, and you're right. We need, we need cricket to stay, I think, at Bellarive. Tim will know more about that than me. You can have cricket in the... You can even have cricket in the south, footy in the north. That wouldn't worry me. But um, two great stadiums, one at, one at Macquarie Point and uh, one at York Park would um, would be, you know, 25,000, 35,000 in that ballpark would be filled every week. Shorey, last one before we, we let you go. You've been involved yep. in a, a lot of AFL clubs. Um, you've general yep. manager of Frio. You, you hear how passionately you speak and um, the, the points that you make about self-interest of other AFL teams. You've also had a bit of an involvement at or at taught at, at Brighton Grammar over here. Which yep. is there? Would you put your hand up to be involved in setting up the team? I mean, you, you tick every box. You you're, you've coached, um, you've played, you're passionate about Tasmania. You know young men uh, from teaching at Brighton Grammar, and you've seen the the political side of the, of AFL as well. Would you put yeah. your hand up to be involved in some capacity? I think what we have to do to the board, you know, there's, there'll be the board, and um, <clears throat> I think that board should have a advisory panel of um, experienced people. And if you want to use me, the answer is yes. That's where I see my, you know, I'm happy doing what I'm, I'm doing. Um, I'm happy where I am in my life. Um, I follow footy. I follow this. You know. Um, <clears throat> I don't want a, a major involvement in footy. My only passion to get back into an AFL club would be in a development role, Jack. You're quite right. <clears throat> Working with young kids that are transitioning from school to AFL and helping them fill that void with their with their football teaching. But I would love to be on an advisory board because um, I'm totally confident um, that we know how and this is the key to your question, we know how to set up a good club. And I'm not sure when they started up the Gold Coast, they knew how to start up a good club. And I know GWS were ahead, but they did send Mark Williams, they did send Kevin Sheedy, they did send Gubby Allen there. These are hardcore senior footy people. And I know a lot of people have left GWS, but look at the difference... If you set your club up right, if you build the base right, you get the right people, and that's the key, the right people to run your football club, um, that framework will be built early and the base will last forever and we'll struggle in the, on the field for a few years, we'll win a few games, we'll push to the eight in our third year, we might sneak in in our fourth, but that's just footy. That's the least of your worries. Having a great club... Will will stand the test of time easily.
and yes, I, I would love to be in something like that. Thanks, Mark. Well, well, we won't be selecting who's on it, but we'll, we'll put a word in for you, Rob. But, uh, mate, thanks you, very you much might, for coming you on might the show. Know someone Oh, we might do. We might get the Premier back on and we can put you forward. But <laughs> we'll, we'll um, your case, we certainly appreciate having you on the show, mate. It's great to have Tasmanian footy legend and Hall of Famer come on and speak so passionately about our state and the history um, behind our football. So thanks very not, much, not mate. One, not, not one discussion on cricket. Not one. <laughs> no, well, I get them privately all the time. It's the biggest week in footy in Tasmania, sure. We're not talking about cricket at the moment. Thanks for joining us. Righto. See you, Jack. See you, Tim. Thank you. This is Jack and Paney on SEN Hobart.